All right, do you wanna know the three things that we don't celebrate enough in our game? Well, today I'm gonna give you those things that we don't celebrate enough with our athletes that they're probably not going to appreciate if we don't appreciate these things. So they say you build confidence by celebrating the little wins, right? And the little wins are things like getting the bunt down, walking, And I don't think we celebrate this stuff enough. So I'm going to give you three other things, plus a bonus because I just feel generous today, that we need to look out for more when our athletes do these things because when we do that, they will start performing better because they're celebrated for the actions that they're taking. All right? So these three things are what we're going to talk about today on the podcast because Nothing is too small to celebrate. And here are the three little things that are actually big things that we need to celebrate with our athletes more. Hey there, I'm Ashley Burkhart, owner of Ashley B Training, former D1 athlete and professional athlete in the game of softball. I even spent a little bit of time coaching at the college level as well. But now I coach athletes and especially youth athletes. And I try to teach them the ways to become the very best versions of themselves. And I know that they can't do that without a support system that will do anything and everything to make sure their dreams and their goals happen for them. A lot of times I hear parents and coaches saying, hey, I'm just gonna dish my athlete off to you. Hopefully you can figure out what her issue is. Here's the deal. That's not how we should coach. That's not how we should parent. And I can tell you right now, I'm not a parent, but your athlete is the most influenced by you. And I truly believe that you are one of the reasons why she plays the game. And I truly believe you are one of the reasons why she plays so hard. So if we can learn from some of the greats, I'm gonna have some of the best softball players Some of the best softball players, parents, even my parents and my family are going to be on this podcast sharing our journeys with you so that when the cleats do come off, you know what to say so that she can learn from her mistakes sooner, so that she can become the best version of her. And that's what we want. We want our athletes to be able to thrive. And that's why we're here. So welcome to this podcast. This is going to get real. This is going to get deep. And I'm here to challenge your thinking. That's why I coach. I'm really excited for you to be here. And I can't wait to hear who else is going to be along this journey with us. Learning from some of the best. I'm going to be learning too. So whip out your notebook and let's head to the next episode. So the first one is one that I think I appreciated the most as a young athlete who played the outfield, okay? So whether your athlete plays outfield or not, I want you to think about this. When she backs up a play and doesn't even get the ball, but she backs it up just in case the ball goes over the receiver's head, that's a bigger deal than most people think about. I can't tell you how many times when I was a college coach, how often we were praising our outfield for just being in the right spot. So this can go for anybody on the field. It doesn't just have to be an outfielder. It could be the second baseman backing up the throw of the runner stealing, and just in case the ball went over her head, she was there for that ball. How often do we praise her? 
oftentimes we find ourselves praising the one in the specific situation, but in reality, we need to be praising the backup. We need to be praising the person who actually didn't get the ball, but was ready for a mishap and they were going to make the next play. All right. So this is teaching trust and selflessness, trust for the team, because the last line of defense, the outfielder backing up the throw that went over the second baseman's head, she was there and that avoided a run. She was there and that avoided another base. So being able to develop that and to encourage that develops trust within the team on the field so that they're not as scared to miss the ball because they know somebody else is backing them up. And again, that's selflessness. It's being ready for the play, even though you're probably not going to get the praise. But if we start praising those athletes in those scenarios, they're going to start feeling better about themselves and doing that. Because if you do not praise that girl who's backing up every single time, she's going to not probably want to do it. And she might just stop doing it. And that last line of defense isn't there because she didn't realize how important she was. So that's how you can uplift your spirits, give her some confidence, tell her how valuable she is because most people aren't going to see it. All right. Number two is one of my favorites. When I'm working with athletes in a cage, I am looking for adjustments. Who can make adjustments on their own? Who can realize that she just popped up two balls in a row and realizing, okay, I'm hitting the bottom of the ball. Let me hit the top of the ball. But her making that adjustment on her own is one of my goals as a coach. Now, she's not going to know to make those adjustments without me calling out when she makes the adjustment, okay? So simple ways, one, we can teach our athletes to make adjustments is think opposite. So if your daughter is rolling over her wrist a lot and she's right-handed, rolling it over to the third baseman, weak ground balls over and over and over to the left side of the field... Teaching her that punching it to opposite field is actually how she can get inside the ball and make better contact. Telling her that that's the adjustment we need to make and that's going to be her focus. She's more likely going to get a better hit out of it because she's thinking opposite. Same thing with what I was explaining before. If she is getting under the ball a lot, getting the bottom half of the ball, tell her to focus on the top of the ball. And I'm telling you, almost 90% of the time I tell an athlete to do this in a lesson, she finds the middle of the ball, squares it up, hits a line drive. So these are adjustments we want to teach our athletes to make. And if we don't praise the adjustments she's making, she won't understand the value of adjustments. They say the teams that make adjustments the fastest are the ones that end up winning. And that phrase that we all know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. That's how this becomes relevant. So teaching your athlete, encouraging your athlete to, when she does make a mistake, figure out what the adjustment's going to be. And when she makes the adjustment, you better praise it because that's a big deal. And honestly, if you're not helping her realize the importance of that adjustment, who's going to celebrate that adjustment? Nobody. And she won't understand the power of making the adjustment. So adjustments are everything. If your athlete looks silly on a changeup next time, instead of saying, don't swing at the changeup, tell her to look for something faster. Because when she does that and she's looking for a fast pitch, she will be less phased by the slow pitch and probably not even go for it. As long as it's less than two strikes, right? But that's something that needs to be celebrated. If she takes a changeup after looking silly at a changeup, same thing with a rise ball. If she takes a rise ball after looking silly on a rise ball, 
She made an adjustment and that is a big flipping deal. So let's get excited about those adjustments. Let's get excited about your daughter rolling over the first at bat, but then punching it to the right side of the field the second at bat. That's an adjustment. Whether she got a hit for her team or not, that's an important adjustment that we need to think about, we need to praise. I think you guys have caught on by now that my whole mission is to help athletes realize their potential, go after something big, and in the long run, become a better person because of how much they want to pursue something and who they're becoming in pursuit of it. So that's why I started the Smash Tribe Academy. Every athlete that hits, they're going through a lot of things mentally and physically, right? Like physically, you got to make sure you know how to play the game. You got to know how to hit the ball. You got to know how to be in a great contact point position, right? But it's the things outside of the physical that aren't talked about enough, which is why we focus inside the Smash Tribe Academy. We focus on the mental game. We focus on how to start believing in your swing and how to start believing in your abilities and how to start being a great teammate and knowing where to put your energy and when things aren't going well, what you can do to get back to that confident self that you strive to be. That's why every single month we do a mental skills call. Every single person inside the Smash Tribe Academy is invited to a monthly skills call. We, we normally do it at the beginning of every month. And we do that because it's a new month. We have new monthly goals. We have new habits that we want to attain this month that are going to build upon themselves. And they're going to pay off for us once we start playing because we've established these. So basically, goal setting and getting over a funk and learning how to do that is a lot of the main focuses that we do. So every single first Sunday of the month, occasionally here or there, it becomes the next Sunday just due to scheduling, but because sometimes holidays lie on the first Sunday of the month. But every month we do this, and it's something that only Smash Tribers have available for them. And the reason why is because these are people that are knowing that they have more in them, but just need the guidelines on how to become more mentally tough and mentally strong. So we, of course, we go over the physical game. Like every single week, members do a hitting workshop where we go over the physical and mental aspects of the game on how to get stronger as a hitter. We do those every Thursday. But this special time, it's an hour every single month. We devote to our goals, we devote to our dreams, and we devote to becoming better versions of ourselves. And so if you guys want to be a part of this, you can head to www.ashleybtraining.com and click on the Smash Tribe Academy. And I'll tell you all the things that you get. I mean, you get a t-shirt, you get access to the hitting academies, you get access to me and be able to train with me one-on-one if you want to get through something, if you want to work on something in your swing. So holistically, I'm out, I'm set out to help athletes become better versions of themselves because they're striving to be great in this game. And altogether, you're going to have a more confident athlete. You're going to have a more confident version of your athlete outside of the game. And that's what we're looking for. This game can teach us so much. And that is the whole plan behind the Smash Drive Hitting Academy is 
Your athlete is made for more and we're here to help her get there. So again, head to www.ashleybtraining.com. You can see all the things that we're up to from free monthly hitting workshops to the weekly hitting workshops inside the Smash Drive Academy and so much more. I need to stop talking about it so you guys can go check it out. But thanks for tuning in and here is the rest of the episode. All right, number three. I love this one, I love this one, I love this one because it's overlooked. Remember the last time your daughter went 0 for 3, 0 for 4? How was her energy? Probably wasn't good, right? Probably wasn't good because she's very upset about her performance. She feels like she's letting the team down. These are things going through your athlete's mind. Now, what if we encouraged our athletes to, when they're not doing well, and instead of putting all the negative energy into ourselves, how about we put positive energy into someone else? We've talked about this on a previous podcast episode with you and me, but we need to think about this more because when your athlete doesn't play well that day, it's not our job to right away say, wow, that, that change up you looked silly on, whoa, we need to talk about this. That was not good, blah, blah, blah. You need to find the good before you talk about the bad. You need to make her feel good about something before you talk about the bad. And so when she does go over four, or when she does go over three, saying, hey, you were a great teammate today. Hey, you helped Shelby out when she needed you and she ended up doing well for the team and the team found success because of your energy, your positivity going into somebody else. So even if she had nothing on the field to show you know, for the day, she probably is trying to define herself based on her mistakes. But if we teach her, hey, Cheer on your teammate when you're not doing well. That's going to help your energy because if you cheer on Shelby, who's like three for three on the day and she's helping your team win right now, pour your energy into her. She's going to keep doing what she's doing. She's going to feel good and you guys might win. You got to understand you're not always going to be the hero. Your athlete has to understand that. So realizing that her bad performance today does not define her. But here are a few key elements that you did really well today that had nothing to do with the actual like performance, offensively, defensively, whatever. These are the things that I saw. I'm very proud of you for, for being a great teammate. I'm really proud of you for putting your energy into someone else instead of feeling bad about yourself. Those are things that we need to encourage her to do because when she is a good teammate and maybe it wasn't a great day, you tell her that she did great with that She now has a solution for the next time she goes over three or over four. Nobody wants to go over three or over four. But sometimes you hit three straight line drives right back at the pitcher and you're out three times. You're over three. And you're not feeling great because you're like, why the heck could I just not get a hit? Right? So finding and cheering on times where, hey, you were a really good teammate by cheering on your teammates today. You were loud in the dugout. That's something you could control and you did a great job doing that. That's going to go a longer way than you think. All right, here's the bonus. The bonus thing that we need to celebrate more that's little, but actually is a lot bigger than we think it is, is when you see an athlete working through her mistake, you need to praise her. So one of those ways is by doing a specific routine. Okay, so a routine is something that you can rely on whether you're playing good or bad, but it's something that keeps you even keeled so your performance can can stay focused on the task at hand. 
So if you see your athlete have a ball go through her legs and okay, again, nobody likes this. It's happened to all of us though. Ball goes through her legs. She looked silly, but then she turned around, was ready for the throw, received the throw, made the next play. That next play needs to be praised because she kept going. She didn't stop, feel bad for herself, start crying and look embarrassed. She kept going. So even though, like, obviously you can't praise the ball through the legs. That's something we need to work on in practice this week. But if you praise the, hey, you kept going, you made the next play, that's what we need to be teaching our athletes to make the next play, okay? So realizing that when she does something that works through her mistake, that needs to be praised. Another thing that we can also praise in regards to working through your mistakes is your athlete swinging at that changeup or that rise ball and look silly. We talked about making an adjustment earlier, but now I want to talk about what does she do after that? Red light release. This is something that I was taught while I was coaching in college. A red light release is basically when things don't go well, you find your red light, you do something that's going to release the error, release the bad swing, whatever, and then move on and be focused on the next pitch. So for me in the infield, and even when I hit, if I looked silly, if I did something silly, my routine after a bad play was pick up dirt and chuck it. That was me picking up my mistake, getting rid of my mistake, and being locked in for the next pitch. So when you see your athlete doing a routine like that, that needs to be praised hey, I really liked what you did to let go of the past and be more present. Nobody praises that. And we need to be praising that more. So that moment is a perfect scenario to, again, she looks silly, but she worked on a way to get over it and move on. How often are we praising that? This is why I saved it for the last one, because it's the one nobody sees, but the one that's actually going to make a huge difference encouraging your athlete working through her mistakes, going to hit in the garage by herself on that rise ball because she looked silly on it. And she did that by herself. That needs to be praised. So when your athlete works through her mistakes and you see her doing that, instead of talking only about the mistake, talk about what happened after. That's what we can be doing. That's a little thing. That's really a big thing in the end that we can be helping our athletes with. So nothing is too small to celebrate, literally nothing. But if we're not celebrating the little things that add up to the big things, your athlete's going to be very disappointed in her performance all the time. So this might be the most impactful episode that you've ever heard on the podcast. And if it is, do me a favor and share it with your softball tribe. Because I guarantee you every single softball family in this country, there's millions of them, If everybody heard this, there's probably at least one thing we talked about that they're not currently doing that they never thought about. So pay it forward. Share this with people you feel like would be impacted by this conversation. There's probably a thousand other things that are little things that we should be praising more. I literally gave you four today. There's probably a thousand. And if you are celebrating something that we didn't mention today on the show, Do me a favor, go to the ABT community on Facebook. You have to request to join, I'll let you in, I promise. But go in there and talk about the things 
that you do, the little things that you praise and you realize are helping your athletes. Or maybe you just ask your athlete, hey, what do you want me to praise you on a little bit more? What do you need help with? What do you need encouragement on? What are little things that I don't see that you would like encouragement on? So if you have things that you're praising or your athlete would like to be praised, please put it. I'm going to have a spot for you inside the ABT community to do this. Write that thing down because everyone in that community is probably going to learn something new that they're not currently praising that they're going to be encouraged to praise now. So ABT community on Facebook. If you don't have Facebook, screenshot this episode, put it on your story on Instagram and tag me at Ashley B training. I would love it because I want to see what you guys are writing. I want to see what you guys are saying to your athletes because that goes a longer way than a simple podcast. But again, if you love this episode, please share it on your stories. Please share it with your tribe, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, social media. There's a lot of power in this because a lot of people could be impacted by today's conversation if you just share it one time. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and realize that if you're not encouraging and praising the little things with your athlete, she's not going to praise herself for it. And it's important that confidence comes from putting one thing on top of the other, finding the little things. You find one little thing every game she plays, she's going to be the most confident athlete ever come springtime when she plays. But we have to start now. We have to start building her confidence by celebrating the little wins that are going to help her become the best version of herself. And that's what we want. All right. You guys are awesome. I'm excited for you guys to see who's going to be on the podcast next week. Have you listened to Caitlin Lowe's episode yet? Last week, if you haven't listened to it, please go to it. We listened to Caitlin Lowe, my role model, literally the one that my dad and I, we sat on the couch, we watched her play because she was the athlete I always wanted to be. That was my episode. I interviewed her. It's a long one, but every minute is fire. You can pause it in the middle of it to go do run your errands, whatever. But literally, there is so much gold in there that you, your athlete, and your athlete's coaches could totally take and run with that information. She even talks about, she's a coach at Arizona. She even talks about what they practice there. It's pretty incredible stuff. It's pretty incredible. It's like right up there with Sue Inquist's episode that, that we did. And we talked about routines. We talked about the red light release on Sue's episode. There's so many gems from these interviews. I hope you guys go share it, go like it, go follow it, go subscribe to the podcast. If you want to know exactly when every single podcast is going to be dropped, all you got to do is subscribe. And you'll know as soon as the next episode's up. I know I just went on a tangent, but man, that Caitlin Lowe episode, that Sue Inquist episode, those are fire. Thanks for tuning in this week. I'm excited to see and hear what you guys are doing to encourage your athletes with the little things. And I'm excited for you guys to see who's going to be on the podcast next week. All right. I'll see you guys same time, same place next week. Bye for now. So there you have it. Another episode of When the Cleats Come Off is completed. And if you loved it, I would love if you shared this with your softball community. The only way this game grows is if we have people like you that are eager to learn more and are eager to also share that new knowledge with other people. So if this 
episode really brought somebody that you know into fruition in your brain and you know that they can learn from this conversation, I would love it if you shared it with them because the more people that can learn from this type of conversation, I think the better the game of softball gets. And who knows, maybe this will be shared with other people in other sports because I truly believe some of these conversations, they don't just hit the game of softball, they hit all sports. And if there are people that come to your brain, I would love more than anything if you shared it. If you do share it, make sure you tag me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever social platform you hang out on. I would love to see that you're sharing this and I would love to see some of your favorite parts. If you do share it, make sure to tag me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Guys, I'm even on TikTok, Ashley V Training, and at Smashly underscore four is where you can find me. And make sure you tell me which part was your favorite. I want to know what resonated with you so that I can create more content like that for you to share with your softball community. I can't wait to share another episode with you. Same time, same place next week. See you later.